Good evening. Welcome to my step at night. There is no top anything tonight. There was no breaking news of the day. Pretty much what happened this morning carried on through the day. So it wasn't nothing that I needed to do a countdown on um, tonight. Um, actually, I wanted to talk about something. And um, the title of this one is going to be, It's Not Hard to Say Goodbye. And I want to speak on something. It's not a new topic. It's an oldie uh, but goodie. But, you know, I've told you guys who've been with me for a minute that goodbyes don't bother me. Um, They never have. When I used to come home on military leave, I never cried at the airport telling my parents bye. And I got that way because as long as I knew that they were okay. I was okay. And today, I went into a space for the final time to tie up some looseness. And I reached out to see if there was anything that I needed to do to go ahead and close this. I thanked the ones who I felt like needed to be thanked. I said goodbye to the ones who deserved it and the rest can carry on. Now you may ask what happened and I'm gonna touch on it, but I'm gonna get all down in the weeds. But um, things hit differently when you're in your 50s. They probably start to hit different at different times, 30s, 40s, but definitely when you get in your 50s. I'm in my early 50s. I returned uh, back to the workforce the end of last year. After the death, two months after the death of my father, which I probably wasn't in a good headspace. And actually I fought it. And from the get go, um, the interview was a mess. I had to have a do over, technical issues. My training was a mess because it's a holiday month. People was off, it was gaps. So how I came in was a little wrong. I'm not going to throw where I was under the bus because I feel like it's an organization that does a lot of good in the community and I don't I don't want to do that because it wasn't bad people per se you know you always have your ones so I I, I don't want to do that so I'm not but I will say this is that the way I came in was a mess my initial training was a mess I thank the one person who did train me but maybe I needed a little more maybe it should have been deeper and by January I communicated that so I got a couple of one-on-ones or whatnot. And like I said, I'm older. I'm returning to the workforce and maybe it might just take me a little longer to get it. Do you know that there's a 
three-digit number out there that you can call for your wants, needs, and desires. And I say it like that because this is actually true. I'm not going to tell you what the number is. But I went in with the thinking of I want to do good for the community. I want to help. And it just got to be too much. I was on a messy shift, which I would never understand the need. I, I, I would never understand that because of what this is. I don't see. And the particular line is 365, seven days a week, 24-7. So it's a multitude of shifts. But I ended up with a messy one, which was a change for me. And for probably the last six and a half months, I have probably worked every holiday because I think about one of my off days and it's not very many that fall on those off days. And if you have to work the holiday, yeah, it's double pay, but sometimes it would be nice to have the holiday off. So for about six and a half months, every holiday, the office where I work is closed, but the position that I had, no. Risking going to work, coming home from work, a lot, a lot of risk, especially coming home. Um, I wasn't used to not having proper breaks. When I break, I break. I need to be away from what the situation is. A break isn't simply logging off, but I still am looking at the screen. A break is me being able to walk away, and especially with the intensity of the calls that I was getting, I needed a break. I also needed a dinner break to not eat bites of food in between calls. That's not a break, and that wasn't allowed. It was a uh, call center type of setup. I would never, I will, I will never. I am beginning to avoid customer service, people front facing, or anything to do with the general public, and now call centers are on that list. I had mandatory training in April in another city. Rather than let me off the night before, you still had me work my shift. Instead of getting a good night's sleep for the drive that I had in the morning, I had to drive over the next morning and I met bad weather. And they still needed me there on time because, oh, you can't be late. This was mandatory, very intense training. I don't even want to say what it was, but it was intense. Okay. They had a dinner set up that night, which after the training, I didn't feel like going to dinner. I wanted to go to my hotel room and, and rest. And that's ended up what I did because my anxiety was on 10. This was intense training. I wasn't ready for a meet and greet, so I didn't go. The next day, I had to leave after the training. Now, mind you, this is intense training. I had to leave drive back home because the rental car had to go back in the morning. Had I been in charge of my own travel arrangements, I would have had some leeway in there. I would have had some, 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 some leeway in there, but everything was arranged. By this time, I realized that I hated Teams. Teams is the app. Uh, I would say that it's probably taking the place of Zoom because you can do calls and the meetings on there. And I hate it. It's difficult and it's it's too much. And anytime I had a problem, even the tech guy, could you share your screen? 
anytime I was talking to my managers or supervisor, could you share, could, could I share, could you share your screen? I want the screen because I barely knew how to share my screen. I'm not a techie, but I know the basics, but I mean, all this sharing your screen, could you just talk me through it? And see, I was with a younger girl, you know, the new thing virtually, um, I didn't meet some people until months later. That was weird to me. I'm one place and my team is another. That was very weird. And it's not that I needed them here, but it just was weird. And sometimes it made it, made it very difficult. Then share your screen. Well, let me take control. That means they can control your mouse and they, they can do. So you're looking at this. I'm shaking my head. Then there's the chat that goes with Teams. Depending on what you're in, you have a running chat. You can post information. And ours was important information, maybe a little bit of back and forth some jokes. That, that chat was tox toxic. I'm going to tell you right now. It was toxic because that was a place to, to any question, cares, or concerns. You ask a question. First of all, the smart ass of the bunch is going to chime in. Then the not so smart one is going to chime in with a word salad. Then the chatter in there is going to get the attention of the uh, supervisor, if not the director, and they're going to chime in. Now, mind you, you're on an active call. You're needing this information and all this is going on. It was overwhelming and it was too much. And like I said, I hate that app. That's not one that I will be using unless I have to. Um... I want to go crazy because in the middle of that, it's all these notifications that's happening while you're on a live call. Then you had the private chat. But with that, I believe that it was being monitored and my team must have actually got in trouble because I was, was shut, shut down when I came back from training and nobody even said uh, why. So, so much for me being a team player. And all I can say to that is I wasn't the culprit. People really, and when I say people, I'm talking about the public don't understand the way things work. That's why I drive home so much in here about different things. And when you call a number, know this, you're getting information to solve a problem. The people you're talking to are not therapists. They're not, they're not therapists. And you may not get all of your needs met. And people get highly upset. I don't think they know how things work. And people want you to do things for them. No, I can't fill out applications for you. No, I can't just give you listings and listings and listings. I can point you to the right direction and that's it. I'm not a social worker. I shouldn't feel like I'm having to work a case. It's, 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 it's not, it's serious to that person, but at the end of the day, sometimes you have to be your own advocate and sometimes you have to take the ball and run it across the finish line. 
I could, I could pitch it through you. I could throw it to you in, in the past, or I could pass the ball to you. You got, you got to take it the rest of the way. And some people just don't have the skills to do that. Your situation is not that person's problem that's on the other end of the line. You're pissed. You may be even in destitute. But you taking it out on somebody is going to get you nowhere. The people can't manifest what's not there. I've said it and I'm going to say it again. If you are in a rural area that does not have shelters and you end up homeless, you're most likely going to be outside or in your car if you happen to be homeless. You also have the other agencies that don't want to do their job. Why would the American Red Cross be sending people to another number or another agency? And I'm talking about somewhere that's not guaranteed help. That makes no sense. DCF and social workers at the hospital are notorious as well. Why would you be sending a person with medical concerns somewhere that's not going to get guaranteed guaranteed help if you are in these rural areas if you want to see something in your city i'm not talking about when you crisis mode when you get out of crisis mode then that's the time to go to your city officials and ask the questions okay why aren't there any shelters just ask the question you may not get the truth but ask the question and if it's something that you want to prefer pursue and you don't get answers you take it up you start local then it goes to the county then it goes to the state you take it up you have representatives and senators they ask and pander for your vote some of you all hobnob with them why not ask them to see what your vote is getting you? What did I vote you in there to do? To the ones that's on the lower end of the, stre- of the spectrum of things and maybe in dire need, I'm going to tell you as honestly and plainly as I can tell you. You're basically on your own. Nobody's going to help. Social services is going to be, when they're done with it, dang, they're non-existent. The ones who you're talking to are underpaid and overworked. And most are doing the best that they can. And the only thing that separates you from them is a paycheck. And that's because they have one and you probably don't at the time. They're struggling too. While dealing with all this, the clamps came down like the fangs of a rattlesnake. And this happened when I had a change in supervisors. All management styles don't work for me. Micromanaging is one of them. I don't need you to be on my back about stuff. 
You tell me what you need done or give me the task and I do it. That's it. Do not initially tell me to do it. Email me, call me, and then do a follow-up. It's overkill and it's too much. Also, in the call center arena, there is what they call coaching. It's not. It's critique. And constructive criticism is one thing. Petty is a whole nother thing. That's when I was like, you know what? I was struggling. Like, I'm not the right person for this. It was like the Kenny Rogers say, you have to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. And my needs aren't the same needs of the company. I want you to check an ABC uh, story that just came out this week. And it was about 988 and notice not where I worked. It just turned a year old. And they talked about how it was done this year. The lives that it saved. And they also talked about the problems check it out ABC News on my blog I have the link in there and in closing you're supposed to learn something I've learned at this stage of the game working with the public is out call center is out we'll just have to see what's next because at this point I don't know I don't pretend to have it figured out And to be honest with you, I feel like this. As an older woman returning to the workforce, I think I tried and I have nothing to feel bad about. Nothing at all. So I just want to get that out. Maybe somebody else is going through it or in it and they can see that, hey, sometimes you just have to do what you need to do. So, you know, my night closing is different from my day closing. God willing, the creek don't rise. I'll see you on the other side. Peace.